Harley. Every week, we meet to pitch our evil ideas. This is where we get approval for the use of Legion resources like goons and getaway cars. Explosions! I have no idea what the fuck explosions are, Bane. But we do have explosives. So this is a place to get creative feedback on ideas. Exactly. We modeled it after the way they do things at Pixar. I wish they would make another Up movie. They can't. The story was over at the end of the first. Unless the kid is the old man in the sequel. Oh, that's fun. That's a good one. Can we stop with the nonsense, please? Welcome, everybody, to Back in My Day. My name is David Petrangelo, and this week, through video chat for the first time, I think, I'm joined by... Michael R. Power. And... And wife Power. Yay! How's it going, guys? <laughs> going good. How about you? Um, life sucks, but I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's quite the year, eh? It's quite the year. The last month has been a crazy decade. You know, that's been quite the decade. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But uh, I think for the most part, we're in we're in the lucky the lucky camps where everything seems to be going okay for the most part. Mm -hmm. Things are progressing around us, but we also still have lots of time to watch and play uh, games and movies and TV and all that. So, uh, without delaying it too too much um why don't we start with you guys since you're the the tandem this time around um sure. you guys are stuck together sorry uh mina that you're stuck with him still in the same place for a long period of time but i know <laughs> what has uh what has been at the top of top or bottom of the list of what you guys have been watching so far so we'll start with television and what we've been watching lately is a show i've talked before about is uh, harley quinn the oh, yeah. DC Universe animated TV show. I wanted to give this one a shout out because I think this show doesn't really get enough attention um, because it's awesome. I think it's the best version of Harley Quinn that we've ever seen on screen, including the movies, including the original uh, Batman animated series version. So they, they took the character and they kind of, it's like the original character created for the animated series, mashed up with the like uh, Margot Robbie style character in a cartoon okay. show where they have free reign to use like every DC character. And it sort of looks in the style of the animated series and it's also rated R and it's a comedy. So is it, so, so I mean, so they, they push the envelope a little bit more than they would mm-hmm. in the animated series, obviously. Is it, so you said it's like a mashup of the two styles really of, of mm-hmm. her character. Are they original stories then? Yeah, it's totally, it's like it's like mostly played for jokes all the stories, but then oh, okay. it also has this like pro sort of feminist sort of angle to it, and it's just it's like has something to say, has some like commentary to say, but it's still rated R and raunchy and violent and stuff like that. And I just love what they do. I love how they use like the characters from every corner of the DC universe. Like on her squad, there's like. King Shark and Clayface and stuff like that. Nice. Just hilarious what they do with these characters, and it's so so good. It's the best version of Harley Quinn outside of the comic books, probably, um, that I've ever seen. And I just wanted to give it a shout out because I don't see many people talking about it. I know it's like hard to watch, 
because it's on DC Universe app in the mm -hmm. States. But in Canada, it's on, I think, uh, is it on FX or one of the, it's on something like that yeah. channels here. It's mm -hmm. not on the app, so you can actually watch it on TV. And it's really good. And Mia's been watching it too. Okay. Yeah, it is quite good. I like, um, so like Harley Quinn is a little bit like eccentric. Um, more like, yeah, kind of similar to like the Margot Robbie character, like a little bit more wild. And then it's like her partner in crime is Poison Ivy and she's like more level-headed and like smart and educated and stuff. So it's a really good balance between the two like lead characters. Nice. Um, yeah, so if you like um, comedy cartoons, sort of like in the, I don't know, not, I don't know if Family Guy is a good example, but even more radar, like, sort of like South Park kind of style. Really? So it goes that Mesh. far? Yeah. It's yeah, lots lot of, of swearing. Lots of like sex and like the way that, I don't know how they got like the right, how DC, I mean, it's good of DC to let them to use these characters in this way. Yeah. You know, you don't normally see Batman like swearing and like acting the way he's acting. And, so is that kind of, so like even like characters Batman, like Batman like, are like that? Like yeah, they're... Batman, Superman, like Superman's <laughs> like a dumb jock and like, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> they use every, they can use everyone. It's awesome. And yeah, that's it's great. Really good. Yeah, it's really good. Awesome. Uh, what else you guys got on the list? Um, my second TV show was another DC Universe show called Titans. Oh yeah. I talked about this before. It's on uh, Netflix in Canada, um, and similar to Harley Quinn, actually they they don't have free range use every character, but they do use all most of the characters from um, like the Teen Titans uh, in the comics and. It's really good. It's also actually rated R, and it's sort of like the style of the gritty DC movies, yeah. but but it's better than those movies, I think. It's and it's closer to like the Daredevil Netflix show in quality and style and tone, I think. And they get to, so they use like if you've seen Young Justice or if you've seen um, the Teen Titans cartoon, they use all those characters like Wonder Girl and Superboy and Nightwing and stuff. And those characters have never really been done in live action. Yeah, not live action, yeah. Maybe some of them done like Smallville, maybe. Um, but they're done They're done really well. It's not like a CW cheesy DC show. It's like, this is the one for like hard like fans who want something a bit more adult and a bit edgier. And it's. I also think it's the best version of Deathstroke we've ever seen. It's probably the best version of Robin. You've ever seen like oh, it's a great awesome. Robin. I watched that first yeah. season. Yeah, Robin's great. And Bruce Wayne is in it now. And they just—it's the kind of show that rewards you if you are a big DC fan and if you've been a fan of even, for example, the Adam West Batman. They made an homage to that in the last episode that I watched. So it's another show that I just like the DC movies. I'm not a big fan of, but what they're doing on TV—they're like outclassing Marvel even. Um, but I know these things are kind of hard to watch. Mm. So I just wanted to give them shout outs because more people should be watching them, I think. Nice. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Um, Mina, what about you? Anything that you've been watching that, that Mike hasn't? <laughs> um, actually, I do have a couple of shows that I watch on you my like own. You Titans too, right? Yeah, I do yeah. like Titans. Right. Um, yeah. The uh, one that I just finished actually is called The Order. Um, so it's a show on Netflix. Um, the best way to describe it is uh, the movie The Skulls. I don't know if you've ever seen that one, where it's like the mm. secret society on like a university campus. But instead of just like 
a normal secret society. It's like a secret society of like magic and werewolves. Um, okay. So it's kind of cool. It's got that like fantasy. Like Twilight vibes, but better than Twilight. Better than Twilight. Um, like it's got the for like what it like the quality that Netflix is putting out. It's like got the the perfect amount of cheese, but it doesn't go overboard with the cheese. That it's still like keeps it level and it's a really good, good show if you're into that kind of stuff okay. um and the other one that i watched um which actually was really nice to watch right now because it was just like so wholesome and like so positive was the newest season of queer eye um, oh yeah so yeah i really enjoy those episodes the they're just they're so positive and so heartwarming and like they just leave a good like feeling after you've watched an episode so it's kind of that was a nice season to like get through during kind, the, the kind of reality tv thing. that we probably all need yeah, that's, like <laughs> the best reality tv it is yeah. the kind of reality tv that you feel good about it after and it's like they're doing good in the world yeah yeah and i know i watched um i watched two episodes with uh with the wife the other day um one of them was the one where the guy was like living in like the Jersey Shore area. Of course, oh, yeah. the Italian guy yeah. has to watch the stereotypical Italian guy get made over or whatever. <laughs> yeah, um, it was. That, that was, was funny too. He was like a stereotypical like Jersey Shore, like gym tan laundry. Yeah, and, his like, mom comes yeah. over with the food all the time. Like, oh my god, this guy. <laughs> yeah. But they'll find these people and they'll just like look like regular people and they'll find the angle that to whatever attack it or shoot it to just pull at your heart and just be like yeah that's a good I mean, point I want these people to come in my life and help me out you know yeah that's I mean? a good yeah. point because it seems like okay yeah maybe there's aspects that these people sort of need to spruce up their life or they need to make some minor mm. changes or maybe even major changes or whatever but you're right they sort of like find particular angles that maybe you don't even realize in the first mm-hmm. like 15 minutes where they're introducing them and then they sort of obviously either that or they're like producers are like really good at picking like stories stories well that's always part of it yeah yeah it's always a little like calculated in that way but it's still it's still a really really nice show yeah i am like not a reality tv person at all no neither yeah yeah there's there's something different about it for sure i i have barely watched any of these new ones and i just remember the old ones just from i'm saying younger, that we're not but... reality tv show fans i want to show out another reality show on netflix called floor oh my Lamba. gosh no so i think i know what this is but i actually don't really know what this is i would actually rather Mina describe what it is yeah. <laughs> because she sounds <laughs> not like it sounds like she doesn't like it and then we'll go from there How, so yeah. what is it's, it Mina? <laughs> it's not that I don't like it it's just really stupid and like Mike thinks it's the greatest show ever but it's, okay. it's definitely not at that threshold so my favorite reality show Hold on. okay go on <laughs> so it's it's three teams of three people competing okay. and it's like an obstacle course and essentially, it's, like, how you played the floor is lava, like, in your parents' basement. Like, you'd set up, like, the ottomans and the couches, and, like, you'd have to get around the room without touching, like, the carpet. Right. Except the, like, in the show, it's actually, like, well, I think it's just water, but they make it look like lava. So, like, if you slip off one of the obstacles, you're actually going into, like, a pit of lava, 
and the way that they've filmed it too you never see the person come back up <laughs> so it's like yeah so it's like it's the three people competing and then it's like every episode is a different they make like a different course and then it's like some of them you have to like hit like a you have to get to a rope to like drop something and then that helps like a person from the other side of the room like get across and then okay so the they're playing at the same time no oh, they're, like timed. they're timed oh, so you get timed. points for how many people on your team make it across gotcha. and then you get and then if you're tied with someone for that then they go down to time but it's kind of funny like sometimes people like sacrifice themselves to like because they they're all stuck and it's like they know they need to get something down, but none of them can reach it. So someone will like sacrifice themselves. But it's a lot of like people using their face to like cushion their fall. Or... <laughs> so it's like it's like a mix of like a, a competition show, yeah. like like the Ninja Warrior thing. Yes. It's kind of like that. My favorite reality shows are like um, Wipeout or Most Extreme Elimination Challenge. Yeah. Well, that was yeah, that was a whole other thing. Yeah. Yes. Or like or American Gladiator, right? So right. it's kind of in the vein of those kind of shows where it's like take regular people and you kind of have to go through an obstacle course. Right. But they're not like the American Ninja Warrior, like like crazy jacked, like people do this for a living. They're just regular people, like just people like you and I. And so it's more like um, Wipeout or American Gladiator kind of in, in that way. Okay. And uh, this is like, like the most fun show to go on to. It's like the <laughs> one reality show that like, I really want to go on to. I'm convinced I can do it. Like, I'm convinced I can do every room. And I, that's why I love it. And I love watching boys out. And it's just, and the, the voiceover guy is funny. And it's just fun. It's just nice. like, turn your brain off fun. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> turn your brain off thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's all right. That's good. Um, I'm going to see. So we'll, uh, we'll jump to a movies in just a sec. I have, I'm going to pull up my list of a couple of TV shows just so we're on it. Um, Mike, you'll be very proud of me. Do I, I don't know if I get a medal for this, but I finished Last Airbender. Okay, first time flyers, hold on tight. Up a yip yip. Come on, Appa. Yip yip. Wow. That was truly amazing. Oh, no way. Shocked. You finished all three seasons? I finished. Yeah, I finished. So it took me a long time to get to the second season. And then I watched an episode here and there. And like, you know, like we've said before, they're not super hard to get through because they're about 20, 25 minutes, something like that. Um, but uh, I really like it. I really like it. I, re I actually really didn't like the first season all that much. I think that's maybe why I was, it just felt like just, I don't know, somehow the setup didn't, didn't click with me as much. Um, but it definitely gets way better because I mean, like the story just gets deeper and there's just more going on and everything. Right. So yeah. Um, now I don't think it's like the greatest show ever, like the greatest cartoon show ever. I know that that's sort of like a big thing is that everybody says it's I don't know, up there. Um, yeah, but I, I, but I really like it. I thought, I thought it was good. I think I, I should have, obviously, like you've said, I should have gone back and watched more of it <laughs> back when I started it. Um, but it's, it's not a bad show to sort of um, binge either, um, mm -hmm. I think. So it was actually okay to sort of go from episode to episode. I sort of watched like two at a time or something. So I finished that, which I don't know, maybe I get a participation so you, medal. At this you point. don't think it's the best? Like some people, like for me, I think it is the best, but I can see it's not everyone's favorite. Be the, but do you think or agree that it's 
one of the best animated cartoons, like animated anime shows ever. Like I, I would, I would say it's definitely up there. Yeah, I would yeah, say it's yeah. for sure up. Basically, like based on the overarching story of what it is, I think is yeah, really what hammers it home. The story, it's like the the heart of all the the character, the story, the characters, and the action and choreography of it is amazing. Those yes. are the three things that make it. Yeah. What it is. Yeah, I'm glad it's... you finished it. I'm glad you liked it. Now you yeah, have to yeah. Cora. It was yeah. I know. Now I got to get to that right, which is another you three or four actually, seasons, right? I have a prediction right now. Let's put on the record. If you watch Legend of Korra, you will like it better than Avatar. I can almost guarantee it. Ah. I can almost guarantee you will like it better. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, now that's nothing. I could... you liked it better then? I, I think I did. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, then that's that's what I'll. Uh... That's what I'll I'll have to do. I'll cue that up. Is that on our on our Canadian Netflix too? I don't I don't remember if it I is. I think it is. Yeah. yeah okay. Right. All right. I'm gonna have to search for it. Um, and then the other only other TV show that I personally have been watching. Um, I mean, we both been watching it, but uh, we're watching that Snowpiercer TV show uh, on Netflix as well. So it's it's okay. Um, I think that it's interesting because it's Snowpiercer, but it's also a little bit too, I don't know, typical TV in some ways. You can kind of see the beats of each episode going a little bit, but um, mm. but the world of Snowpiercer, because that movie is is so great, it, it's yeah. sort of, it's a prequel to the movie is what it is. It's oh, towards, okay. yeah, so it's like, I think they said, I want to say seven or eight years into being on the train, and the movie is, I don't know, 20, 25, whatever, something like that, um, or maybe even 10. But um, it's an interesting story. The first episode and a half, I go, what are they going to do for an entire season? Like, there's not... Yeah, I'm kind of curious about that. Yeah, and, and the story's not bad. And then the, and then the actual arc of, of what's going on sort of switches again about halfway through the season, which I think they're stretching it a little bit, but, um, but it's good. I, I think it's good. I think it's worth a watch. I think it feels a little bit too um, typical TV in my mind, which I don't like, like sort of... Um, non not sort of much. yeah it's it's nothing much new here and there here and there um i i'd I give it a, i'd yeah i'd give it a, i'd give it a recommendation um but me personally was expecting more but maybe that's just because mm. the movie was a little bit more the movie was really good yeah. it's like it's that's high expectation and it's based on a comic book and yeah it's based on a comic book and um uh, the same creators are sort of producers on the show. So I think they sort of had a hand in where the direction of the story will go. Um, I have one or two episodes left in the season. I expect as long as it's done well, they'll probably make another one. So I liked it. I wouldn't say it's it's the greatest thing out there, but it's worth a watch and you can kill, I think, 10 hours. I think there's 10 episodes. So you can kill nine to 10 hours watching it and not be super disappointed, but it's not super deep either. Um, so yeah. yeah, I'd go for it. Nice. Um, do you guys have any movies that you guys have been hitting up lately? Yeah, I'll let Wife Power go first with movies. We've been watching a specific, rewatching uh -oh. a specific franchise. Oh, yeah, right. So we, I, have <laughs> um, I really wanted to rewatch the Harry Potter movies because it's been a while. Um, so we, we rewatched the entire series. Um, and then we, we also ranked all the movies on Letterboxd. So if anyone uh, follows um, either of us on Letterboxd, there's my ranking and, and Mike's ranking. Um, it was kind of cool to like 
watch the movies consecutively because it made the rankings like a little bit more legit because we were like the movies were still really fresh right um i think we both said that the prisoner of azkaban was the best movie out of the entire series which is the third one oh right yeah that one, Alfonso Caron uh, right. directed. That's just the one I want to watch, just because of that. Even though I have no idea what's going on. <laughs> um, yeah, they're they're really good movies. They're really well done. I know Mike hates on um, the second last movie of the trilogy because because it is one book, um, right. and then they split it into two movies. And the problem is, is like the first bit is like leading up to the climax of the book. So the last movie is really exciting. Mm-hmm. And then the the second last movie is like all the lead up. So so it's like the plot is necessary, but it does kind of like, I can see where he's coming from. Like it does kind of drag a bit, but it's like, you almost have to look at them as like true, like a one movie thing, but it's like, they can't yeah. have you sit in a theater for like five hours. Cause there's just, there's so much necessary. Marvel almost have did to it. Get through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We 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 did like I will say watching Harry Potter movies the one thing that we came away was like how much of an epic franchise it is and how it, I, I believe that the mythology around it is so strong that it will go down as like an epic franchise similar to Star Wars Lord of the Rings like Harry Potter like it's in that vein like it's never gonna die it's gonna be looked at in fifty years so people will look at the nineteen seventy Star Wars now. Mm-hmm. Um, not only that, it's seven movies, and it has a very good batting average. Most of them are very good, right. and I'd say one is like bad. It has like a much better batting average than most big franchises, like even better than Star Wars. Like Star Wars doesn't have six excellent movies, and it has to. Well, m- most people's opinion. Yeah, and, and most there's yeah, a lot sure. of misses in Star Wars, like the prequels sure. and the new, newer ones and stuff like that. Yeah, Solo. So it has a very good batting average. Like the movies are all pretty much excellent and very good. Um, mm-hmm. So it's a fun, it was a fun thing to rewatch. And yeah, it's just epic. It's just epic storytelling. Like there's a reason why there's a whole theme park universal based on it. Why there's so many fans, why there's like conventions, you know, dedicated to it. It was, it's just really, really like once in generation style story that captures everyone's imagination. Like it can't really be denied how right. good it is. Mm-hmm. So, Nice. I uh, yeah, it's still my blank spot in yeah. more, more ways than one. I don't know why we haven't gotten around to them. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Well, it's hard too because like um, we have like a crap ton of scene points. So like part of the reason why we haven't rewatched them in a really long time is is because you can't find them anywhere. Like yeah, we own them, but it's like in order like in order to save space, they're packed in a box in like my mom's basement because yeah. Of the who needs DVDs right now? Yeah. So it's like annoying to rent them. So we used theme points and we rented the first four and then you get five and honor on Netflix. So it's really annoying that like Netflix just doesn't oh, have them all. Okay. Um, I think like if Netflix had them all, we probably would have done this sooner than, yeah. but. but no, you should watch them. Like, you, I think you would like them. I mean, I, I don't think it can, be denied how mm-hmm. how well it's story is told. I think um, two part of different like, movies you might have like different directors better. You know, you might not like the child actors, but the story is. It, yeah, that's what it is. Bad. I, w- I want to give the story a chance because when I when I read the first book, 
and I've seen the first movie like two, three times at this point. Um, I, I never went past that. Like I never gave it the chance and not because mm-hmm. I hated it, but for whatever reason, I just, it didn't click. I remember when I was younger and, and that's fine. You just move on to something else. But for whatever reason, I never pressed play on that second movie. I don't know what it is. Yeah, I mean, if you have the time, there's a lot of good movies out there. Well, now we, now we kind of have the time. Yeah, so. kind of. <laughs> now you have no excuse. <laughs> you finished Avatar. No finished Avatar, yeah. yes. I finished Avatar, yeah. so I get points for That's that. That's the one yeah. thing that I was bugging you about, so <laughs> I won't bug you too much about Harry Potter. <laughs> it's okay. I, I love I've, that. Honestly, yeah. I've, try, I've tried to bug myself about it, and I just, I don't know. I've failed myself. I can see it, honestly. If you didn't watch it when you were a kid, as being an adult, it doesn't quite hit the same. I'm not going to lie, you know? Right. It doesn't quite hit the same as an adult. Um, it's about kids. I disagree. Yeah. I think it's... Because we were, we were watching it, and we forgot how dark the movies actually are. Because it's like, you think that they're kids' movies because they star kids. They really aren't. Like, we had the debate. So we have, like, the new baby in the house of, like, when we would actually show them to her. And it's like... Right. I think we landed on an age a lot later than we yeah, um, true. than yeah. we like originally thought because we were like okay. we we're watching them. You know, like these are actually like really dark and scary, and like especially as the movies progress, they get like scarier and like people die, and so it's like they're like, not they're not kids' because movies. It's wizards and werewolves, they bring a horror vibe into the mm-hmm. right. I mean, have, having only seen the first one, I can mm-hmm. I can see like oh, the first one is a good is obviously a good starting point because it's the first one, but it, yeah. be, the setup is a is pretty lighthearted. I would say the first three quarters of that movie are pretty lighthearted and you sort of get, you know, as a kid, you could really sort of get a feel for what, what it's like to be there and everything. But mm-hmm. um, just knowing what the movies look like and sort of tangentially sort of hearing about what the story is sort of about, I could see how it's, it's kind of dark and stuff, but yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe you start, maybe she starts watching them when the age that that we were all at when the books came out that's what we were were trying to figure out like the age because like when we were growing up they were age i feel like they were age appropriate Mm -hmm. that's kind of like yeah so we'll see we're the right Um, generation for that series yeah yeah. um the other movie that we watched that stands out to us is we watched the it's on amazon right um the vast of the night Yes, that's exactly what I wrote down too. I was going to mention that. Edward, it's Faye. I'm the sound came through the board and interrupted your radio show. What sound? The sound we heard out in the desert. It was coming from thousands of feet higher than anything could fly. They've come here before. They've liked this place. They always have. It's a really cool. Um, it's kind of getting mixed reviews online. So people either love it or they don't like it. They think it's like boring. Um, Mike and I were definitely on the side of we loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, we thought it was really cool. Like the dialogue, um, it, it's really wordy. Like you gotta pay attention to like what the characters are saying. And Yeah, it was just, it was a unique movie and it's nice to see like something different. Yeah, it fits in with the podcast because it's sort of throwback sci-fi. It's sort of Twilight Zone, Outer Limits, Hitchcock, back before there was computer graphics. Mm-hmm. This is how sci-fi, um, what's that Spielberg movie? Um, 
the Spielberg movie. Close Encounters. Close Encounters, like oh yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it's those. It's that kind of vibe, but that kind of movie. Well, the the, day. the thing you see so, in the movie without spoiling it definitely looks. Yeah. Like yeah. That. yeah. And so I just ate it up. Like it's my favorite movie of the year, uh, so far, twenty twenty. I loved it. I loved it. One, one of two. It's number one of yeah. two that came out in twenty twenty. <laughs> quick letterbox review which is the movie proves that you can make good sci-fi on a low budget because oh, a lot of sci-fi movies these days have these inflated budgets and just rely too much on visuals and not enough about story and dialogue and characters right so that's what i ate up about this movie and, yeah. yeah the other thing it it was kind of like nostalgia for us a bit because we used to not so much now but when we were younger if we were driving home from like a movie late or like driving home from like a football game or something we'd sometimes catch those like radio call it like am call-in shows oh yeah. Like, yeah and we we love the coast man like yeah. there are so many times where we'd get back to like mike's parents house and we'd be sitting in the driveway listening to the end of like a story because it's just like how outrageous they are but like they do still like capture your attention like mm-hmm. your interest and like that movie really reminded me of of those like he's a radio host yeah, yeah. and he's like he has the guy that calls in and yeah yeah that's a good point i completely forgot about the coast to coast stuff i should have made that of all people i should have made that connection um yeah i actually used to because i used to listen to that station that that um runs through toronto and here and stuff coast to coast is based out of the states but it but it broadcasts here i don't know if it still does here or not but it did for a very very long time mm-hmm. We would um, get it in Hamilton. Yeah, and it started at like 10 or 11 p.m. on like Saturdays and Sundays or something. Um, I would have that on because I would be listening to the station during the day. And then that would just be on in the car when I would drive back from seeing Saya to go back to my parents' place when we were just dating and we weren't like nice. living together and stuff like that. So I would have like 15 minutes of listening to that and like that's <laughs> that's what i remember of listening to that show is just that 15 minute stretch and i did a couple yeah. times where i'd be like i'm just gonna drive slowly so i can hear these people yeah. but i, I more. yeah like i love i've always me and my brother even when we were younger because we had like the sort of um illegal u.s satellite thing growing up the illegal direct tv um now the police are going to go my parents but um yeah. And, and they would have, like, the UFO channel or whatever, and they'd have all these yeah. friggin' shows of people that saw UFOs or whatever. We would watch the shit out of that stuff. We love that stuff. So <laughs> as, as silly as it might be, like, I always love that stuff. I don't know what it is. I know so, that yeah. all or most of it is completely ridiculous, whatever the actual mm-hmm. story is, but I cannot look away or plug my ears to those kinds of stories. This movie was perfect like that. Yeah. It was like for that kind of person like us, they'll love this movie. So yeah. Yeah. yeah it was it was really cool. I the first like was it fifteen minutes maybe of when you're just sort of following I can't remember the character's name now. It's been like a month since I watched it, but but you're following him around and I sort of like that setup where it's like almost like one long shot of him going through the yeah. gym and everything. But I was kinda like, okay, what the hell is this movie like what is this where is it going where is it going and then the second that they get to her at the switchboard yeah it's just like that's it like Like, i'm in that's it like that 
the second that she gets in that room and starts doing her job, basically at the at the switch, I was just forget it. That's it. I'm in. And I love I love watching movies that, and I'm almost certain at least the one with her, the shot with her at the switchboard is 20 minutes of just her and a close up of her face. Yeah. And I I don't see any tricks because there's no like camera that zooms around her for there to be like a trick sort of cut in it and stuff. It's just the left side of her face and her switching the the wires and everything. She's switching and and she's basically giving a big monologue, but pretending like she's on the phone with people. It's it's really impressive. It's amazing. Yeah. I think we read somewhere too that it's like one cut. Like, that's, yeah, like they were doing one long cut, like big long takes like that. Yeah, so that's one long yeah. take, and I, I like, yeah. I mean, it's it's a it's a testament to the to the filmmaking, but to the actor too. Like, I just, yeah, I was yeah. I was listening to what she was saying, but what I was actually watching was her switching all the cables, and how it's not like she just picked up one cable on the right side and just put it in a random slot. Like she was actually putting them in the same spot and sort of making the switch the way that they were before. Like it was like a yeah, memorized it was like thing. It was so impressive just watching it. <laughs> yeah, it was like she actually learned how to use a switchboard. Yeah, which, I mean, who the hell does that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, who who yeah, still knows to teach her? Yeah, <laughs> that too, yeah. <laughs> any other, uh, so any other, that's Vast of Night on Amazon Prime. So any other movies that you uh, watch? Honestly, as far as movies go, that's all I've watched in the last couple okay. of weeks. Um, I, I watched, I watched the, very difficult documentary to watch about the abuse in the U.S. gymnastics program that was on Netflix over the last week mm. or so. But just you know, if if that's up your alley, go for it. I mean, I, I think it's a good documentary because it, it focuses and um, they they frame it around the guy who the doctor who they say it's sort of about. But yeah, it's actually much more than that, and it's much more about the survivors than it is about any of that stuff um they all talk they all tell their story or at least the ones that that they actually speak to like they, they take a lot of time with them it's it's a lot of heartbreaking stuff and a lot of deep deep stuff but um they go a lot into how they found the story they go a lot into how the women have survived they go into the court battle they go into everything um not an easy watch but in some ways it's a little bit redeeming because at least you get to hear it good somewhat good result out of the hell that they had to go through so um that is athlete a that's what it's called what's that i said fuck that guy part of my language yeah no honestly like like fuck those people all of them um it's much more about him or much less about him sorry um Mm -hmm. and more about the program itself which just yeah the big cover up and then like lots oh 100 that's what it's about it's It's way, it's way less about him. Like he's just the doctor that was involved, the therapist yeah. that was involved. Um, it's much more about the program and similar to the stuff that's been going on right now with about, um, not, not just racism, but just in general, like just sort of uh, abuse and stuff like that in, in workplaces and everything. Like it's not necessarily about the individual, it's about the system. And it's yeah, about the yeah. overall picture and everything, and that's more what the what the movie it makes it worse. On. Like he does this terrible thing, and then absolutely for it, and then it just piles piles on. Exactly. So not not the easiest watch, but definitely um, worth a watch at the same time. So you just have to. Yeah, I've been watching a lot of documentaries. I tried to take my picks to back in my day style. But I've been also watching a lot of documentaries. Yeah, I, I just 13th, haven't. 
on Netflix yeah. is really good. Um, just quickly, that, that one's really yeah, good. Really that's definitely good. Yeah, I watched that a couple of years ago when it was on too. Yeah. yeah. Um, sweet. That's good, man. Um, I guess that's it as far as what we've been watching, unless you guys have missed out on anything. Any of those Disney classics in the background behind you that you've watched recently? <laughs> uh, the only other one I would shut out is um, we did rent The King of Staten Island. Oh, okay. Um, so I do I do enjoy Pete Davidson. Like, you know, his humor can be like a little dark at times, um, but I was really curious to watch the movie because it's based, like he wrote it and it's like based kind of on his his story um okay. so it was good um i enjoyed it it's definite i would not classify it as a comedy like it's got some humor to it yeah i enjoyed it the story is interesting like okay. um I think if you like him you'll like the movie and if you really don't like him you won't like the movie and that's yeah. basically the best way to, to describe it okay. like if you're curious about like yeah. his story and um like kind of like that aspect of it like yeah it is kind of like interesting cool. um obviously like pete davidson's a little bit more successful than like the character in the movie because like he's on snl and like that is a pretty big like accomplishment but um yeah it was it's where it like, could have gone you know it's mm-hmm. kind of like mm, i see okay Sweet. Um, yeah, I can, my list is tapped out. I don't know. I've been playing lots of video games, which we'll get to. Mike. Yeah, let's get to that. Yeah. <laughs> so, okay. Well, um, lots to watch, lots to keep watching. Um, I'll have to hit up those Harry Potter and the uh, Legend of Korra, right? That's what it is? Legend yeah. of Korra. Yeah. Okay, so I got more homework. Definitely. Um, I have no homework to give you guys, so. Um, okay. Snow Piercer, maybe, but yeah, not, we'll not as critical. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, guys, thanks so much for joining us, Mike. Um, it's the first time we've done this on video call. Hopefully it works mm-hmm. out as far as audio goes and everything too, but uh, it seems to be okay. Um, where's everyone going to be able to follow us along? Yeah, so you can find us on social media, Instagram, Twitter, Day Back In. Follow us on Twitch, Back In My, uh, back in my Day Plays, or Back wow. In My Day Games. And um, the podcast is called Back In My Day. Find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you find podcasts, rank, review, subscribe, tell your friends. Thanks for listening. <laughs> go, go on through the motions. <laughs> Mina, thanks for joining us. This is great. It was nice, to, nice to talk to you again. My pleasure. Okay. See you guys. Bye. I got a razzy zazzy for Bang. It's Bane. You know it's Bane. I'm here every day, Todd. Goddamn millennial. Whatever, Bang. <laughs> <laughs>